Hello, everybody. Ah, fuck, my mouth was dry. Today is Friday, September 27th, 2019. I am your host, James Michael Canyon. Welcome back to No Evidence of Nothing. And today, 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 today we're actually going to start off with a little something that I was thinking about. I was thinking about dogs and cats. Now hear me out, hear me out on this one, alright? So people, you know, people like dogs, some people like cats, but I just want to look at the basics of how those animals behave real quick. Dogs, right? Everyone loves them, but people often get super annoyed with them whenever they're really energetic. You can see it all the time. You can see it whenever people are quote-unquote walking their dogs, whenever they are just walking with a dog next to them. They don't give a fuck about what the dog wants to do. They don't give a fuck about what he wants to smell. You know, he's finally outside after being cooped cooped up inside all day. And what do they do? They just kind of tug him around. Just like, hey, 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 come on, let's go. It's time to keep moving, you little fuck. Fucking people. Fucking people, let me tell you. Some of those people, I just want to fucking... And do some things I couldn't say on here. And that is saying something. But, on the co- so, so to break it down simply, it's uh, dogs, you know, you really, really love them. You'll, you'll want them around all the time until you don't. And then you're an asshole about it. Right? Now, cats, on the other hand, they just like to kind of hang out, you know? They'll come and see you whenever they want to, and then it's just like, yeah, that's enough. They'll, they'll just kind of run off, as Tom Segura put it so so elegantly, is that uh, cats are like the like an unwanted roommate, almost. I think that's how he put it. But it was like, uh, you know, he hangs out for a little bit, I'll let you pet you for a little bit, and then he'll... But when they've had enough, they've had enough, you know? They'll just... They'll claw you, they'll scramble, they'll just be like, all right, all right, all right, that's enough. And I think that's why that's why people like cats so much, is because they're around, they look really nice, but you really cherish those times where you get to, where you get to really hold them and pet them, you know? Those cat purrs and everything like that. And besides, no one's ever, well, never mind, that's, that's not true. I was going to say that people don't get annoyed with cats meows all the time, but that is just so not the case. Anything that makes noise, you're going to get annoyed with at some point. People included. Just happens, you know? But as far as that goes, I I thought about... The thought that went through my head was about uh, how those relationships kind of relate to people. It's that dogs, for example, make them so make themselves so readily available that you have so much opportunity to get sick of them that you often do or at the very least they become a pain and you find out very quickly if you really wanted that dog in the first place as for cats you know they're a lot they're around and you like them but those times where you get to interact are sparing you know they love you and all that, but because you feed them and shit. But they just, you know, 
There are times where they just don't want to get pet. And I thought about how people are in relation, right? Said so a lot of people like cats because of that. That's what draws them to them is that they're their own thing. You know, they aren't just always right there, just ready to be pet and be pleased all the time. You know, unlike dogs. So, I mean, that's really, uh, that's really my two cents on the matter. It was just, uh, one of those thoughts that just kind of popped into my head, you know, same thing with, uh, with this book I'm writing. It was the first thought I had that just kind of popped in there, uh, since I've gotten my, you know, gotten alcohol out of my life. It just kind of popped in there and I just had to write it, you know? But anyways, on to stuff. <laughs> um, we're going to kick things off with Jules CEO, uh, stepping down, Kevin Burns. He stepped down on Wednesday, uh, because, you know, obvious reasons. It was only a matter of time. I mean, e-cigarettes, they were, they let, they let us on a little bit five years ago, whenever they really started to get traction and they were just a better way of doing things. Right. And given enough time, we've seen that it's just kind of not the case that there are a lot of, uh, lung illnesses that are related with vaping and things like that. Popcorn lung, that was a big one. Kind of still is. There's people just don't really care. You know, people that, people that use those things like cigarettes and, you know, vaporizers and things like that really just trying to kill themselves faster. They're just unhappy and it's, Oh man, I just need this thing. Urgh. It's a real shame. It is. It's a real shame that there are people like that in the world that are just that unhappy. And then whenever people try to quit, then they're just all pissed off all the time because they aren't happy with the life with their life in the first place. It's a shame, really. It is. But after all this time, Kevin Burns finally steps down. And then the um, Altria Group Incorporated's uh, Casey, what's his name? Crothwaite. Yeah, Crothwaite joined Jewel, succeeding Burns as CEO. And Crothwaite had several, uh, had uh, severed as chief growth officer of Altria, which makes Marlboro cigarettes, and paid nearly $13 billion dollars. This is one person, ladies and gentlemen. This guy paid thirteen, excuse me, billion dollars <laughs> for a thirty-five percent stake in Jewel in December. And uh, Jewel, the nation's uh, dominant e-cigarette company, has long presented its products as a way for adults to wean themselves off traditional tobacco products. But e-cigarettes have found, have become popular among teenagers, leading to a crackdown by the U.S. government. And illnesses potentially linked to using the product are on the rise. I wonder why. Because people are saying, it's, it's a lot like the old cigarette ads. The ones where it's like, hey, doctor says, smoke camels. You know, that kind of shit. And now they're saying, oh, God, why are you... Why are you smoking cigarettes, though? Don't you know that you can just vape it instead? It's all syrups. It's okay. But really, you're still consuming nicotine. 
you don't, we don't, we now know, we're now starting to see the long-term effects of those kind of things, you know, taking over in society and how they're affecting people in the long run. It's kind of a shame that there are still people that just don't really want to listen, you know? And in response to the Trump administration's proposed ban on flavored e-cigarettes to counter an epidemic of nicotine addiction among young people. It might just be that young people just aren't happy with the world they're being born in. Maybe. Maybe something to do with the, uh, what is it, like damn near apocalypse way of thinking that people have whenever they scroll through social media and all they see is people dying, things exploding, and just not good things, you know? Not on top of everyone just fucking arguing all the time anonymously like a bunch of cowards. Speaking of which, I think that this guy, Kevin Burns, is also a coward. Big time fucking coward. Or, on a worse side... He knew that this kind of shit was going to happen, didn't care, just wanted to profit off of it, and once the backlash starts coming, cuts his losses and gets the fuck out. If he really believed in his products, it seems like he'd still be there, right? If there was like no merit to any of this, wouldn't he still be there fighting? It's just my thought on the matter. It's uh, It seems that way. Uh, but uh, Jewel also announced Wednesday that it will pull all print, digital, and TV advertising in the United States and would not fight legislation cracking down on e-cigarettes. Okay, so that sentence in and of itself says that uh, they've been lying to us this whole time. Yeah. What else is new? Late stage capitalism, people are just trying to make money. And they will lie, cheat, kill, steal, and do whatever the fuck it takes to get there. That's just the world we live in. The value of the dollar has just tainted the minds of so many people. Then there are others, like uh, this dude Carlos at uh, Patron and East Liberty who, Jesus Christ, that fuck. He's probably one of the most greedy people I've ever met. He refuses to hire on extra help uh, to help him behind the bar because he wants to keep every cent for himself, right? Uh, Anytime he has help, he has his girlfriend here in the United States just come in and basically help him for free. And he ends up collecting all of it, a lot like a pimp hooker situation. I guess that's how it would be described. Uh, And this guy, he's been doing this for 12 years, already makes $50 an hour based on what he told me, and has a wife and son waiting for him back in Mexico, living in a mansion that he built with the money that he made here. Now, a lot of that sounds pretty great, right? Except for the part where he is going to attempt to bring this girlfriend in the United States back home with him. 
and try to have two wives. How greedy can you get? How fucking greedy can somebody get to, first of all, this is the woman back in Mexico is his wife who he has a child with. And he just, either he likes this woman that much or he just wants another piece of pussy on top of already suffering through every bit of his work on his own day in and day out just for the sake of money, just so he doesn't have to share it with anybody so he can build his riches and fucking run. That's greed. That's the kind of greed that is popularized today. People say, oh, dog, do you, bro? No, that's not how it fucking works. Those who commit their lives to only making money are already in hell. I see hell as a an, kind of an analogy for giving in to the temptations, right? So there's lust, greed, um, gluttony, things like that. Um, those three specifically uh, can be attributed to overconsumption of things, whether it be uh, controlled substances, food, or whatever the hell else, honestly. Um, greed, nothing is ever enough, and always wanting more. And lust, just not caring about anything except for getting your dick wet or your pussy filled. It's... uh all of those things, I've actually experienced all of them at one point or another, and they're all just versions of hell, where you have to give up on yourself entirely, you have to give away your individuality and sell your soul to that which you think that you want so badly. I, the people like Carlos, I don't look at them badly, I just feel sorry for them that they think that those things are just going to be the answer for them and it just doesn't make any sense to me but teach their own right teach their own anyways back to jewel the food and drug administration this month accused jewel of legally calling its electronic cigarettes a safer alternative to smoking Last year, the agency seized documents from the company's San Francisco, San Francisco headquarters, and it has been scrutinized, scrutinizing key aspects of the business, such as its marketing, educational programs, and nicotine formula. Jewel has said it is, in, it is cooperating with the FDA. Jesus, so they've been lying about everything. They've been lying about everything. Everything. Not to mention, they've... This is bad. This is bad news bears, everyone. Anyone who still rips the jewel, you're an idiot. In recent months, hundreds of people have been hospitalized across the nation with serious lung conditions that are associated with vaping. It's unknown what causes the illness. It is unknown what causes the illness. According to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention... Uh, the CDCP, um, most of the patients had a history of vaping THC, the substance in marijuana that creates a high. 
but some vaped both nicotine and THC, and others vaped only nicotine. Juul does not sell THC products, but other companies do. <laughs> they sell little THC pods. They call them gas pods. I've had a couple. They're pretty great. And uh, more than 530 people have been diagnosed with vaping-related Ill- lung illnesses in 38 states and one U.S. territory. Federal health officials said last week, eight deaths have been reported. In California, two people have died and 90 have been hospitalized with this illness, officials say. And I get it. These are small numbers comparatively to how long we've had stuff around. But 530 people total in, I'd say, how long has Juul been a thing? Hmm. I'd say around three years now. Maybe more. Probably four. Or is it... The five, like I said before, uh, around the time whenever uh, Blue and all those companies started coming out. It's like, guys, don't smoke cigarettes. Just rip this vape, bro. Just cloud it up. <laughs> but if, if even if it is the, the five years, that's still 106 people a year that have... Uh, vaping-related lung illnesses in 38 different states and one U.S. territory. That number will just keep growing if it just goes unnoticed, unchecked, and unchallenged. It's that, that seems like it should be more of a problem to people, but I guess it's not. Uh, and uh, last week, Walmart Incorporated decided to quit selling e-cigarettes. The devices also vanished from online marketplaces in China and India banned them outright. Well, the rest of the world is catching on. And once again, America's at the rear. Anyways, enough of that depression, enough of that depressing talk. That's really all I had to say on the matter. The rest of it's just, you know, jargon and business talk. All right, and... In sports-slash-media news, Francis Ngannou, the, um, at one point, heavyweight champion. No, no, no. No, he fought Stipe, and Stipe defended. Right. He was the number one contender. And his nickname is The Predator. Because, I mean, just Google the guy. You'll figure it out. He's a knockout artist who just has so much power behind his fists that if he connects to your jaw, you're, as Joe Rogan put it, you are going to the spirit world. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, Francis Ngannou uh, threw up a post the other day about uh, wrapping the shooting of Fast and Furious 9. I I thought the eighth one was supposed to be the last one, wasn't it? Isn't it supposed to be the fate of the Furious, as in this is their fate and this is it and it's done? Then again, what else is new? Um, But I'm finding that I'm a really big fan of these uh, athletes and MMA stars uh, getting into movies. Because first of all, who better to put in uh, movies where you're going to have people fighting than professional fighters. Bisping has been doing it for a while, Michael Bisping. 
Uh, he's been in a few movies now, and he's just been, uh, you know, trucking along. And he's been doing well. And I'm all the happier for him. And I just think it's such a great idea. Not that Hollywood hasn't been using professional stunt coordinators and experts in fighting to choreograph their uh, fights for years. It's just that there's something more real about seeing someone that you know knows how to fight. You know? It's not about the... It's not always about the physical look of the person. Sometimes it is. And who better to throw in there than a UFC fighter to be an intimidating brawler, which I'm assuming he is in this next movie, uh, than, a, than a professional MMA fighter. Who better? Who better? Also, I'm sure it makes it... Makes uh, working with them a whole lot easier because they know all the jargon, you know. That's probably pretty great for them. Anyways, that's all I had to say on that one. Uh, who? Packers Eagles game yesterday. I was at I was at work. I was training, and um, I caught my I caught my glimpses of the game, you know. Aaron Rodgers was starting to look like Aaron Rodgers again. He had to have had, like, 50 rushing yards that game. And for a quarterback, that's pretty dope. Then again, Aaron Rodgers has been doing it for years. We just haven't seen him. We always see him healthy for the beginning of seasons. I guess it's it might just be a matter of time until he gets hurt again. I don't remember. Did he finish last season? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He did finish last season. I uh, I apologize. It was the season before that he only played seven. And he played 2014 through 2016 completely as well. In 2013, he only he played nine games. That's weird. It's weird that people think he's so injury prone whenever he's really only been out for a couple of seasons, really. Otherwise, he's had a really good track record of being healthy. Other than uh, 2010 and 2011. Then again, those years, they were probably sitting him in the last game because they were heading to the playoffs. This is 2010. We know what happens. They beat uh, they beat my, uh, my poor, poor Steelers that year. Poor guys. They kicked their ass in the Super Bowl. They really did. And uh, anyways, that game was also Carson Wentz finally playing like the Carson Wentz we used to see uh, whenever the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah, whenever uh, whenever he was an MVP candidate, like 11 or 12 games into the season. And then he got injured playing against the Rams. And then big dick Nick Foles had to come in and save the year for them. That was pretty cool, though. It was pretty great. And also to see Nick Foles dethrone the evil empire was pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. But other than that, I thought the game was uh, pretty great, all in all. I thought Aaron wasn't clicking on all cylinders just yet. But he's very close. Very close. Especially since this is a whole new offensive scheme that they're working with since Mike McCarthy's gone. And they got a brand new head coach and all that. Um... They still got some kinks to work out, but I think that they'll be fine. Especially seeing how well Aaron Rodgers was distributing the ball was a pretty big one for me. 
uh, seeing him getting other people involved and seeing all those receivers step up. It wasn't all, you know, it wasn't all Devontae Adams and Jamal, you know, all those guys. It wasn't just the key players like Jimmy Graham and all them. It was everybody. John Mo Allison, uh, just the rest of the receiving core. Good for them. Good for them. They're going to they're gonna be all right. This was one hiccup uh, against a one and two team that they might have overlooked and woke up in the second half. But still, I thought there was a lot of good takeaways from that game, especially since it's only week four. Uh, on in other news, the in hockey news actually, the Toronto Maple Leafs Austin Matthews, their captain, their captain, the young buck captain. He's like uh, like uh, the next Sidney Crosby. People are saying, you know, but um, he he has a little bit of a disorderly conduct thing going on in Arizona. That's not great, but what? isn't what doesn't make it any better is that the Maple Leafs GM Kyle Dubas yeah he learned about this through social media he didn't learn about it from the team he didn't learn from Matthews himself uh Dubas said he um he called Matthews after the report came out that his star center was facing the charge after an incident in Arizona, according to Yahoo Sports. Uh, he was very honest about it, Dubas said, no denying anything. He was very honest with me about what had happened. I would have liked to have known before, but I'm happy in the moment when he could have uh, ducked away or deferred that he was honest with me. Okay. All right, so it, this whole thing sounds like it was just a slip-up uh, with Matthews, one way or another. But he's handling it like a professional, you Because know? everyone knows whenever you're a professional, you don't lie to the person that pays you. Uh, he's facing a disorderly conduct charge from an incident that occurred in May. All right, but the report is Matthews, 22. Jesus Christ, he's a professional hockey player and he's 22. The fuck did I do wrong? I uh, was standing with a group in Scottsdale on May 26 when a female security guard got out of her car startled because someone had tugged on her door handle, according to the Arizona Republic, which cited a police report. The security guard had been parked outside of Scottsdale condo complex at the time. Matthews reportedly told the unarmed security guard that he wanted to see how she would respond. According to the police report, the guard told the former number one overall pick that she is a military veteran and suffers from PTSD. She said the incident was disturbing and put her on edge. Yeah, but like, I'm not sure how Matthews was supposed to know about that. You know, he's probably just like another person in a car. Great. Did you have, like, a fucking bumper sticker? It's like, don't touch me, I have PTSD. Not that PTSD is anything to joke about, but, like, the with the situation, you know, you can see where I'm coming from, I'm sure. And then the hockey player then allegedly walked a short distance and pulled down his pants, bent over, and grabbed his butt cheeks, according to the report. The guard told police Matthews still had his boxers on. Oh, good, at least he had his boxers on. 
Then the police reviewed uh, security footage from the incident, and management later told authorities the man seen with his pants to his ankles. <sighs> ah, Jesus. Um, his pants to his ankles <laughs> was a major hockey player, according to the Arizona Republic. Matthews is entering his fourth season with the Maple Leaves. He scored 36 goals in 68 games last season. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But, like, also, where the fuck did he think that pulling his pants down and grabbing his ass cheeks, boxers on or no, was going to end well? That's... Jesus Christ. I don't think anyone could be that dumb. And then again, whenever you give somebody that much money and that much power and that big of an ego that early in life, they're more than likely going to act like a complete dickhead for as long as they can until somebody says, that's enough, Austin, until somebody calls them out, you know? But anyways... Thanks to the help of a very, very close person in my life, I now have the ability to talk about way more stuff because I have access to a lot more stories. So tomorrow will be the last time, well, today will be the last time that uh, an episode is nice and humdrum. You know, I will have a lot more things to talk about, a lot more focused stuff. And, um,. Well, anyways, I'm going to get the Patreon site up this weekend, so you'll be able to come and help me out a little bit. That'd be great if you could. And yeah, that's uh, no evidence of nothing for today. This is James Michael Canyon signing off. We'll see you tomorrow. Baha! Just kidding. Just kidding. I only do this podcast Monday through Friday. So, I will see you all on Monday with the stories of the weekend. Thanks a lot. Stay classy.